Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Hope everybody's doing well on this Wednesday morning. It's Wednesday. <laughs> rain, rain, go away. Praise the Lord, it went away. I was on my way uh, driving <clears throat> to pastor's house uh, to drop something off or to pick something up. can't remember, one or the other. Actually, I think I picked something up yesterday and dropped something off on two separate occasions. But anyways, there was uh, a pond on one of the houses and it had overflowed all the way into the people's driveway. I, I told Rachel, I'm like, I don't even know how they can get out of there. That water is so deep going over their driveway. It's crazy. So well, I don't know if you heard what happened to me. I was coming back from Julia's getting my hair cut. And on the way there, I took the same way on the way the, back. The, on the, black, way there. the black market haircutting oh, yeah. salon. Oh yeah, it's nice down there. <laughs> She's <Great>. a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> so on the way there, there was just a little bit of water across the road. <clears throat> And so on the way back, I came over the hill, you know, obviously the other direction, headed home, and I was going 45, 50 miles an hour, and now the road is completely flooded. Wow. Did you hear what happened to me? Uh-uh. I hit that water, and it ripped the exhaust system right off of my truck. Can you believe that? Are you serious? I'm serious. I had to pull over. The whole exhaust system is just laying down, so I had to get under there. It was all wet and nasty. I had to get under there and try to get it up. I wasn't too far from Beth That's and Aaron's, so I limped into their house, borrowed their vehicle, went and got some rope and roped it up and uh, had to take it in and get it all welded back up in place. Oh my 200, Lord. $275. That was an expensive haircut. That's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. I never thought something like that could happen, but man, the force <laughs> of that water hitting the exhaust system. Um, my parents obviously just sold <coughs> new tenants, just moved in. Um, a week ago or so. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually, when I drove by, I was like, oh my word, I so hope that there's not water in their basement because that would just be the worst. Not that it would just be happening to them, but I just know that, you know, growing up there, there had been times where when it rains really heavy and it's been aggressive rain. Uh, actually, the, the pond at their house, um, the, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but the pontoon, or not the pontoon, the uh, rowboat, right? No, paddle boat. The paddle boat, had, the water had gone up so much, it had carried the paddle boat into the water. No kidding. Yeah, all the wow. way over. That's pretty high. I know. Like, the paddle boat was way up on the shore, and the, the pond had risen so high that it picked the paddle boat up, and it was stuck at the... Um, well, the mom told me this morning, heavy floodings up in uh, Midland, I believe, area. Mm. 10,000 people evacuated. Homes completely... Oh, are you serious? Homes completely underwater. My Kristen... Goodness. Contacted us last night. Her basement flooded, mm. and uh, it's just a mess down there. So, wow, a lot of water. So, wow. Yeah. Hey. Hopefully uh, things get dried out in the next couple of days here. Yeah. Hope it man, the grass is going to be growing. No. Yeah, the grass. We just cut it a few days ago. It's already needs to be yeah. cut again. But you got the dandelions out there, man. Yeah, we do. You got a forest of dandelions. We do. We need to cut that down. That's okay. The kids all go pick them for my wife. So. Well, who was the first one on here today? Malia. First place. Man, she's nailing it. Closely followed by Pam Reynolds, then Beth Faith, then Sam Russell, then Robin Taylor, Barb Lupton, Kristen Happala. Uh, you know, I thought we'd hardly have Jennifer any. Jennifer Walsh? 
Hey, Jennifer. I thought we'd hardly have anyone today because it's so nice. I figured everyone would be outside <laughs> or, you know, getting out. So well, yeah. let's get right into it here. Ephesians chapter 5. Last Monday, we covered one point. That was it. Love it. That's my style. Oh, man. All right. This was one message that I preached that stretched into at least two weeks of study now. But Ephesians chapter 5, your Bible should start just to flop open to that passage of Scripture. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 has been our text. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, don't be foolish, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. An issue that I speak about quite often, don't I? about uh, foolishness and wisdom and walking in the center of God's will for our lives and embracing the wisdom that comes from above and not the wisdom that is of this world. So let's have a word of prayer, Ben, and we'll do our review and get into some new material. Dear Lord, bless this day today. Bless this truth from your word and just continue to teach us how to become more like you and how to <clears> discern <throat> your will. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. All right, so let's do our review here. Does God have a will for our lives? The answer to that is absolutely yes, according to this passage and many others. Does he have a plan and purpose for each and every one of us? Of course he does. The will of God is God's deliberate design and purpose for my life and for your life. Uh, this passage of Scripture, we haven't really referred to it much in our review, but I just felt prompted to do it again today, and that is in Romans chapter 2, where Paul is addressing the church at Rome, and he said, listen, you know the will of God. You have been instructed out of the law of God. You're able to teach others the word of God and what they should and should not do as a, as a Christian. But he said, when we do not live out the will of God, he finishes the passage by saying we commit sacrilege. Hmm. Now, that's a word we don't, we just don't use that word anymore, but it means a misuse of what is regarded as sacred. Good, I thought you were going to ask me to uh, define to it. Define, no, sorry. <laughs> I should have thrown that at you. You're always throwing stuff at me. And then he says this, he said, when we don't live out the will of God in our lives, we dishonor God for the name of God. You can look, Ben. What cool. is The name of God is blasphemed. Blasphemed among the unbelievers um, because of the way that we're living out our lives. So our testimony is a very, a very important thing for us to maintain. And, of course, that's maintained as we walk in the center of God's will. Mm. We talked about the call of God, the call of salvation, the call of separation, the call of sanctification, and the call of surrender and how important it is to answer those calls so that God can continue to lead us further into his perfect will for our lives. We talked about the methods, or I guess we are talking about the methods that God uses to reveal his will to us. So let's review these. And remember, we're taking these all as a whole. We're not just taking one and plucking it out and using that one by which we discern, but we're taking all of them together. Number one, we get our heart in a condition that it has no will of its own. Number two is we clear our heart of any known sin or wrong motives that we know may be there. Number three, we search the scriptures. Number four, we look back at the experiences of life and what God has taught us in all those times that we've messed up mm. and been outside of God's will. You know, God will take our failures and turn those into life's messages. He's mm. so good about doing that. Uh, number five is that we listen to the counsel of older, godly, mature believers. Number six is uh, 
getting counsel from godly friends, not necessarily do they always have to be older individuals, but uh, godly friends who walk with the Lord. We talked about sermons. We talked about the circumstances of life where we gave the warning about the open and closed doors, and yet God can use those to direct us into his will. We talked about using common sense. Uh, one example is you don't uh, buy things you can't afford, right? Uh, number 10 is listening to the cautions and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Number 11 is government and the law of government. Uh, number 12 was parents. Number 13 was listening to our husbands and our wives and the cautions that they may have. Uh, number 14 is where we left off uh, Monday, and that is not to be stubborn, mm. all right? I don't know why we got camped out on that for the whole devotional time. I but think probably because it's something we all struggle with. It is what it is, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, and we really delved into that uh, iniquity issue uh, and idolatry. So it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to say I made a mistake. It's okay to say I was wrong, and it's okay to reverse course when you realize you're going in a wrong direction. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me, I still got a uh, persistent cough going on here. Not a not coronavirus. Not a coronavirus cough. Just, just good old-fashioned not feeling well. Yeah, just good old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. All right, so number 15, all right, is exercise patience. I don't think that many of us are where we should be in that level of being patient. Mm. Uh, we usually want things done and we want them now or we want them accomplished now. We live in an uh, instant society, right? I mean, we got microwaves that are, that are instant. And just to think of all the things that are, boom, they're right there for us. Uh, I remember when uh, I was growing up, I was the channel changer. Mm. Yep, whenever dad wanted the, the station change, I had to go up and I had to take... The TV and I click, 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 click. I think we only had maybe five, six stations at that time, ABC, CBS, NBC. And uh, I was the channel changer. Now, boy, we got it instant, don't yeah. we? Uh, everything is instant uh, today. But listen, that's not usually how God operates. All right? One of the reasons for that is because he's not confined to time as we are. Mm. A day is with the Lord as a... a thousand years. You got that one. Yeah, yeah. Once in a while. Day is with the Lord is a thousand years. One out of a hundred. And a thousand years is as a? Day. So obviously the Lord doesn't operate in this sphere of time that we operate in. But this is a, and there's many, many Psalms. I just have one here. Psalm 37, verse 34. Wait on the Lord. Wait patiently mm. upon him. I think we all have the tendency of running ahead of the Lord because we set our heart on something mm. and we want that thing and we want it now and we, we figured ways that we can make that happen. Mm. Now, you're a, you're a good one for giving illustration. Can you give an illustration of maybe how we could just run ahead of the Lord and make things happen outside of his will? Gotcha. Well, I'm just thinking about my own life, always. Whenever I think of illustrations, I just think about my own life, <coughs> the times that I failed in this area. And if there is one thing, I'm sure we all struggle with this, but I think maybe guys mostly, we like to try to maneuver and figure out how to get something done. So we'll get something in our hearts or in our mind, and 
and we start, you know, just start making that plan and formulating how we're going to make this happen. And uh, I think that, and I'm sure, you know, women struggle with it as well. So I'm a man, so I'm speaking from a man's perspective, but you know, it doesn't really matter what it is. So whether it's, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this tool that we want to get, or, or maybe um, something we want to do on the house or, or, or a vacation that we want to go on or, or whatever, you know, really for, for us right now, and this is something actually, you know, now that I'm flushing this out that I just thought of, something that's really been a struggle for me recently that God's really been showing me that he just needs to do is Rachel and I, uh, the Lord's led us to adopt. Hmm. And um, the Lord's led us into adoption. And um, so we've been pursuing that. And, and it's kind of a long process, a lot of things that we have to do. But the biggest thing that I'm stuck on right now is the finances. So it's, it's expensive. It's going to be over $20,000 uh, to go through the adoption process. So I'm constantly trying to maneuver and figure out how to save apart you know, money and, and maybe we can cut this and maybe I can do this to make a little bit extra money. And, and this is ultimately what God is showing me is I can't, I can't save $20,000. <laughs> I mean, that is a lot uh, for where we're at good. and what, what, what we're doing. Um, it's, it's just because when we can make things happen, we will make them happen, and, and it may not be God's timing. Yeah, it may be His will, but maybe not be His time. Think if you rushed ahead and you adopted a child yeah. when God had another child out there in the wings waiting mm -hmm. for you, and that was His perfect. You see what I'm saying? You, we could do something like this. What's the shortcut to adopting? For us, it would be just going out and borrowing the money, which obviously both Rachel and I. We don't even have to pray about it. We know that's not God's will. So, but we're constantly trying to figure out and maneuver and, you know, saving this. But but really, you know, we've been working hard to save our money. Um, but, you know, and, and we've uh, uh, we've saved about a little over $2,000, um, which seems like a lot for what we're saving. But then you look at the scheme of like twenty dollars to $25,000 and it feels like a drop in the bucket. Um, but God could drop that in the bucket amen. too in his time. So, but God has really been teaching me this principle is exercise patience and God will provide when he's going to provide. And, and, uh, we're still trying to save, we're, we're doing our best, but God's trying to teach me not to get frustrated or worried because I've been a little nervous, you know what I mean? About like this whole adoption thing with the money and and uh rachel rachel isn't she's she's got much more faith than i do uh she's much more she's like hey god's got it he's gonna provide and mm -hmm. i'm like yeah but uh you're not the one paying the bill so <laughs> it's 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 a little more pressure on uh the financial side of things so but don't you think we put that pressure on ourselves we do instead of just waiting for the Lord, I don't know, for whatever reason, my mind flipped back to years and years and years ago uh, when I pastored at Napoleon. There was a family there, always struggled financially. Hmm. Um, and they needed a vehicle. Their vehicle had broken down. There was no more fixing this thing. I mean, it was time for the junkyard. And someone came to me in the church and said, listen, we have a vehicle that we want to give to this family, hmm. but we don't want them to know that right now. We're getting another vehicle and we're going to work this thing out. And we're going to have this vehicle to give to them. And this family, instead of just waiting, you know, and I really encouraged them. I said, listen, don't rush ahead. Don't try to make this thing happen. Let's just really pray and ask the Lord to provide a vehicle for you. This family went ahead and like the 
the day or two after, hmm. they went out and somehow they got some money, a loan, or someone borrowed them some money. Somehow they made it happen and they got them a vehicle and they never knew that that person was there in just a few days was going to give them hmm. this beautiful, beautiful vehicle. Wow. Yeah, they missed out. They missed out. Because they didn't wait. They put actually more pressure upon themselves financially when they could not afford it. And mm. I wonder how many times do we do that yeah. when God has something out there waiting for us and yet we rush ahead of him because our heart is set on this or we think I need this and I need it now. One of the hardest things to do, I believe, is to wait on the Lord, mm. to wait patiently upon him. Anything else you want to say about that? We may actually get too conquered here today. Well, I'll just say uh, follow up to all of that is this is something God's really working on my heart. This is something I struggle with, and this is something that God is trying to teach me. I, I am not a naturally patient person. Um, I, I get frustrated when things don't go my way as quickly as I think they should go. And it bothers me how much it bothers me that I get frustrated. And, you know, I just, so this is definitely an area of weakness of mine. I will, my, I will my wife can attest. <laughs> I, I, I will say this, Ben. <laughs> When I was your age, I was very impatient as well. Mm. But as I have grown in the Lord over these years, in my walk with Him, um, I would have to say that I have become much more patient mm. uh, to wait on the Lord to do things instead of jumping in and doing them myself. Mm. And when the Lord does it, man, then you know it was His will, right? Because yeah. uh, the Lord pulled this thing off and you had very little to do with it whatsoever. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Okay. Let's go to number 16. Yeah, here. let's get past that uh, patience one because that's, uh, that's my struggle. Yeah, we don't so want to get stuck on that one. Let's move on to another one. <coughs> I can see getting stuck on stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Right? Isn't that what they say? You are stuck on stubborn. Mm. Okay. How appropriate. Um, number 16. Don't give in to pressure. Hmm. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be not conformed. That word means to be pressured. Hmm. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We always have people pressuring us, right, to make certain decisions. So I put that right after the patience one, hmm. because when someone's always pushing us and pushing us and pushing us, and you need to make this decision, you need to make this happen, uh, sometimes it's easy to be conformed hmm. to whatever they want you to do. Um, but I always think, I, I've brought this up before, I always think about salesmen and how salesmen want to pressure you. The last thing they want you to do is to say, well, let me go talk to my wife about this. Hmm. <laughs> or, uh, you know what, just let me think about this for a couple days. Or, you know what, I'm a Christian, I love the Lord, I always pray about decisions before I make those decisions. And have you ever had, in the Philippines, have you ever been involved in the bartering? Yeah. Isn't it fun? Yeah. It is so fun. Pastor Nono used to always take us down to the native market in Bacola, the capital of Negros. And there actually was a lady down there that we developed a relationship with over the years. But you, you walk into this building that's massive. Mm. And they have all kinds of uh, booths set up where people are selling their various wares. And you always have to barter. They'll have a high price on everything. You never, ever pay the high price. Rookie <clears throat> but when they see the white skin coming, mm. they will come after you. They're like piranhas, you know. They come after you because they say, oh, here's someone with money. 
And so you're back and forth, back and forth, right? You're engaging over. They never pay what they're asking. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I have walked away, literally walked away, and they have grabbed me <laughs> and they've pulled me back. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. They're like, no, come back. Come back, come back, come back. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, okay, we, okay. We negotiate. Okay, we, okay, we, okay. We negotiate lower price. And, uh, but they're trying to pressure you, right? They're trying to pressure you to make a decision. They don't want you to walk away and to think about it or maybe find it, you know, just down the aisle there. At a, a competitor. Bit. Yeah, at a, at a competitor. So uh, very important uh, that we don't let people pressure us. That's actually... Um... I know it's off topic, but those bartering things that I did in the Philippines, they've actually uh, served me well throughout my life. Uh, <laughs> you would be blown away at some of the things I get on Facebook Market and bartering people down. Uh, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> I think that fits perfectly into this, right? If we're going to be good stewards of what the Lord has entrusted to us, maybe we need to get a little bit more patient, right? Mm. And, and not let some salesman pressure us into making, you know, that decision. Mm. Um, but anyway, we can be pressured by our husbands. We can be pressured by our wives. Our kids can pressure us. Church members. Church members can pressure us. Yeah. They, they really can. When you're in an area of leadership, mm. people that are, you know, uh, fall underneath that authority of leadership, whether it's at work or home, uh, children, um, you know, you for the church, you get that pressure from those underneath. Yeah, I always appreciate people wanting to give counsel and advice. Um, and, and I don't even mind the pressure, you know, um, because they really feel strongly about something, that something should happen. Um, but, but not to take the time to really seek the mind of the Lord and to pray about that and just to, okay, well, that sounds like a good idea to me. Well, our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. His ways are so higher than our ways. Mm. And sometimes if we just take the time to think about it and to pray about it, it could very clearly be a violation of biblical principle that hasn't come to our mind yet. Mm. But as we think about it and we take it to the Lord, we say, oh, that's, that would be a compromise. Mm. And I, I do want to say this again. You know, I've taught you this many times. If there's any element of compromise involved, a biblical compromise, you know, um, God's not in it. So don't ever let someone pressure you uh, into that. Um, I'm so glad we have a church that doesn't pressure the preacher. Amen. You know, I hear all these horror stories from my pastor friends who are they're always being very pressured by their deacon board. Mm. You know, they're being pressured by their people. Mm. They're having a business meeting and they're being pressured to do certain things that they really don't feel is right. I'm so thankful. I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you so much for being such wonderful church members and being so supportive uh, of your pastors. Anything else you want to add to that today? No, I think both those go together well. Exercise patience and don't give in to pressure. I think those are kind of um, well, the know, next two, one, two sides of the same coin, really. The next one will jump on Friday, but Mm. Be persistent in prayer. Oh, you gave it away. Yeah. Now they don't need to come back. Come back. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it would be awesome. Now if they we already could, know it. It could be awesome if we could finish this all up. And then next Monday, move to what are the evidences that we are walking in the will of God? Mm. There's some clear evidences um, that we are in the center of God's will. So we want, we want to eventually get to that. Amen. So maybe we can finish this all up 
on uh, Friday. Amen. Well, we love you guys very, very much. Uh, thanks for the input. Thanks for the comments that you make. Thanks for letting us know that you're, uh, you're watching us yeah. online. We got Phil Ferraro's on. Uh, he's on most every time, uh, but he comments near the bottom. This is why we miss him. So, Phil, love you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Debbie Kronbach jumped on. Margaret Avery, Ella Forner, uh, Charlotte Vincent, Grandma Duncan, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. Uh, let's see here. Kristen jumped on. So... Uh, oh, and mom jumped on. Oh. Mom message, mom. Or Daniel White says mom, which I'm guessing is mom on Daniel White's profile since he's right here next oh, to me. There we go. <laughs> so we love you guys so much. Tonight. Uh, oh, it's Wednesday, isn't it? Wednesday. You're preaching tonight. Preaching tonight. So uh, decided to go with the. Um, um, Wow. He has no idea what he's preaching on tonight. So we need to pray for him. That's chapter five. So uh, Beatitudes. <laughs> I just slipped my mind. Uh, I was actually uh, working on my lesson. Um, well, not tonight's lesson. I already got that one done. But I was working on, obviously, it's a progression of lessons through the Beatitudes before Pastor got here to do it, uh, to do the devotional here. And I tell you what, I hate stopping in the middle of studying my lesson I just hate it because, you know, it's just like when you're working, let's say you're working outdoors on a project and you have to stop right in the middle, you know, oh, so I, Patience. I, I know I should have started earlier, uh, but I'll have to try to get back on that and finish up that lesson. I was on Blessed Are They That Mourn. That's the one I was working on um, when you got here. So anyways, looking forward to that. Um, I'll probably just take and work right through the Beatitudes. Uh, Hope you all have been enjoying uh, having different speakers on Wednesday night. Uh, Mom and I were kind of running through the uh, number of different speakers that we've had since yeah. this whole Corona thing has happened, and we've stepped out of meeting together on on Wednesday. So, hope you've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it. So, by the way, that's um, just a side note. That's the way the church is created to work. If you look through all all of the New Testament, um, there was obviously at all the churches there was a primary teacher, but there was also you know just like he said to Timothy. The things which thou hast heard of, uh, of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men that will be able to teach others also. So you see throughout all the New Testament in every church, it was a primary purpose of them to, of the leader to develop and teach other men within that church how to teach God's word. I'm so glad that my dad gave me opportunity. Just think of that, how young I was. Mm. It's crazy now to yeah. look back on it. But my dad gave me the opportunity to, to preach on several occasions uh, in the church. And when I was 21, I was a pastor. Mm. You know, I like Billy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, that is a, it's not just a, <clears throat> in my opinion, it's not just a good thing, but it's a very biblical thing for multiple people within the church, multiple men to, to be communicating God's word, and I know we do have that, right? We got adult Sunday school. We have all of our men. All that, of our guys that, do such a great job. Do that, so great job. Um, it's so wonderful that God has given us that, and that we have men in our church that are communicators and teachers of God's word. I wonder how many teachers we have in our church. I've never really sat down just to count them. Yeah, but we're a number. Well, let's pray. Get you out of here for the day. Enjoy the beautiful day, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the clear instruction that. Uh, you give to us and forgive us, Lord, for so many times not following through on what we clearly know is your will for our lives. Uh, bless all those who have tuned in today and 
Give us a good day in you and just an opportunity uh, to rejoice in our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. If you want to get a jump on tonight's lesson, Matthew chapter 5. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.